T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. We've taken you till 8 o'clock tonight. We're at the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside, right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Uh, Bob, we got Hollywood who's been hanging on for some time, so we're going to go back to our Oakland Hardulas talking well, text line. And, and, uh, Hollywood, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Hollywood. I just got an enlightenment that came to me, like who that nation fans. Mike, what did this happen here? You know, we always want stability, that we're always in the hunt. And I say, well, because I think right now we're just over. Can we at least go to the playoffs? You know, we haven't been in the playoffs a couple of seasons. Can you be a playoff team year in and year out? Think about the Tomahawk Chop and where the Kansas City Chiefs are right now. Oh, okay. The reason why I say that, you don't think we welcome that? The Chiefs are now in their fifth straight AFC championship game. So think about this, Saints fans. What if all, that would surpass? Now you got to win a Super Bowl, but that would. And surpa- they won one. Yes, that would surpass Sean Payton and Drew Brees era. If all of a sudden we went to five NFC Championship games in a row, five. That's what the Chiefs are at. So it can't help but happen if you have the right organization. Chiefs, Kansas City's a small market. It's not New York or L.A. Whatever. I mean, come on, the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't win anything. You got to go back to Hank Tramp 50 years. All of a sudden, they get Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, and look what has happened. Mike, I'm just telling you right now. Goes to show you what that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid combination can do. Unbelievable. It's, Five it's straight AFC championship games. And so many people. And I, I, I don't know if they're going to win because the Bengals have beaten them three straight mm-hmm. games, but they've been, been there, Mike, five straight seasons. I remember in the offseason, man, we did a show. And everybody, Chiefs ain't going back nowhere. What? No, not without Tyreek Hill. Yes. What? And look the numbers they put up this year. And, and it just goes to show you. Now, Ty, and, hey. and that's not taking anything away from Tyreek. No, you can have greatness everywhere. everywhere. Tyreek Hill was great with the Dolphins. And the Chiefs are still great, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Listen, you can't be, oh, we lost just one player, all gloom and doom. No. That's why you got to be able to have a system. And that's what Andy Reid has. Even though they lose Tyreek Hill. Okay, they, now, uh, Juju Schuster and all them, they're not Tyreek Hill, but you got the quarterback. You got Patrick Mahomes. The, the worst and, loss would have been Kelsey. Yes. No, no, no. Because and, you can tell. Exactly. That's where Mahomes wants to go. Without a doubt. Without uh, a doubt. When everything, you know, kind of hits the when fan. When the crap hits the fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to go to our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talking text line. Hollywood. Hollywood. You're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Mike. How you making out? All right. All right, Hollywood. Hollywood. 
Hey, Bob, I know it feels good for you to see the cowgirls lost. But yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I slept like I slept uh, like a baby. I slept like a baby last night. <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch of cowboy fans work with me over here. They're not saying nothing. Like, how about them cowboys? How about them? Oh, no, they can't say, say nothing. They nothing. can't say anything. They ain't won anything in over a quarter of a century. Think about that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Twenty-seven I'm, years. But we were worried about uh, the Saints not winning anything, and it was only twenty years. They finally right. having a winning yeah, you, so. you could have a kid in that time frame and they graduated college and got a, a understudy degree. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 oh, and they'd be like, oh, oh well dad, you told me Dallas was good. I don't know, they used to be good. <laughs> don't, 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 don't quit bothering me, you know. <laughs> hey Bobby, I wanna know who's your pick for the Eagles and the Forty Nineers and the Chiefs and the Bengals. Who do you think is gonna advance to the Super Bowl? I think, uh, listen, I think the 49ers, I like Coach Shannon and all, but uh, I'm an Eagles. I, I think the Eagles, the Eagles are a team that has the top five offense and uh, defense. Fly, Eagles, fly. And I like the Bengals. I don't care if they play in Kansas City because, uh, I don't know, uh, Joe Burrow's on a roll right now, and Pat Mahomes is damaged goods. So I, I, I would think it's uh, – um, Mike, I don't know if you agree this. I think it's kind of a, a Bengals-Eagles uh, 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 Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I might have thought different if you had a healthy moment. Yes, yes, yes. But you don't, so you got to do what you got to do. I picked Cincinnati. The Eagles 49ers is much tougher for me, but I'm going to go with Philly. But they play. They're not in San Francisco. It's in Philadelphia, and, and the thing is you might You know say, what? I like Hurts better than I like Drop Purdy. Yes, uh, Hurts, I think he's smooth as silk. And uh, just how they, they – listen, don't they seem like – that don't seem like the team that the Saints kicked their ass. It wasn't that long ago the Saints whooped the Eagles. But no Hurts, no Lane Johnson. But, that's what I mean. but I'm just watching as of late. I was like, man. <laughs> no Chauncey Garner-Johnson. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, all those guys make a difference. It does matter. It's not who you play, but when you play them. And, now, and I would have thought if Pat Mahomes was healthy, man, I said, man, it's hard to beat a team. You know, when you beat them two that, times, that's difficult. can you beat them three or four? The, the Bengals, if they beat the Chiefs, that means, uh, look, the stability of the Chiefs, they've been the five straight AFC Championship games, that the Bengals would have beaten the Chiefs four games in a row. Four, not one or two, Mike. That's... And now I know one thing. Everybody in Kansas City, they will pull in for Buffalo. Yes. They wanted to the play matchup. Buffalo. They didn't want to see no more of the Bengals uh, again. And, and, and now and, you, you got what you got at this and, point. And, and I think it's a mental thing with them, and really. And the Bengals said not so fast. And I like what Joe Burrow uh, said. If you can back it up and ain't bragging, look at his swagger. Joe Burrow says, domination from the start to the finish. That's what we expected. And the job's not finished uh, going forward. That is very similar to what he said once when LSU beat Oklahoma and they saw that they had to play Clemson. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's almost uh, exact yeah, just similar a, comment. Yeah, this is all part of the process, and we're going to just keep winning and uh, win it all. We'll be back with more second guests and Connie Carberg right after this break here on the Big 870. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on the second guest show, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And we're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We have on with us. Connie Carberg, and Connie is the first female NFL scout ever, and starting back in the 70s. Connie, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it, and I love a good story, and and people breaking barriers. You've done it. So for people who maybe don't know your entire story, kind of tell us how you got started with the New York Jets. Sure. First of all, hello, Mike and Bobby. It's so nice. Thank you for having me on. I hope you can hear me okay. I hear you fine, Connie. Thank you. Perfect. Okay, just one. Well, it all began when my father and my uncle, way back, I was living on Long Island, became the team doctors, both the orthopedist and the internist, when they were the New York Titans back in 62. And I was just a young young girl, 12 years of age, but I didn't know anything about football. And from there, I figured I, I was a tomboy, played all sports, but I figured I'd better learn. And well, during that time, it was very family oriented. The players were always over at our house, uh, everything. Uh, it was it was really great. And of course, they Jets drafted Joe Namath, you know, in 65. And so I grew up around that. And I grew up around the Super Bowl team. I was a high school senior. And then I went off to an all girls college to play basketball. They didn't have scholarships then, though. So I just played and I, there was something missing. So I transferred to Ohio, the Ohio State University. And while I was there, um, you know, it's got big time football, as you all well know. Of course, the legend Woody Hayes was there. And so one day I went up, spoke with him after they were coming out of eating. I had his book, You Win With People, had him sign it, told him about my passion for sports. I had started kind of doing mock drafts, which all you had back then were Street and Smith. Um, and you had the Bob Hope special where he had the All-American team on and a few other Pretty things. Pretty much. <laughs> and you had one, <clears throat> one game on per week. But it was just something I started doing the more that I loved football. And Walt Michaels also was a defensive coordinator for the Jets during the Super Bowl year. And he was always at the house. So he taught me lots of football. So Coach Hayes said, you know, Connie, right now, he said, come over and talk. And he said, you know, right now there's nothing for women. At this time, there was, there was nothing going on at all. This is 1972, 1973. And so there's nothing for women. But you have such a passion and you love the game. Come to practice every day. Meet the scouts meet the coaches, watch practice, talk, learn, anything you can. You never know in life where it's going to be leading you. Okay, so after that, I figure I'm going to be coaching. I'm teaching uh, 
at Babylon High School, my old high school on Long Island, and then I was going to do coaching girls sports. Well, my father had a 50th birthday party. The head coach of the Jets, Charlie Winner, was there. And he, he said, we're building a brand new complex at Hofstra University. And this is 1974, right after I graduated. He said, you love football. He said, you know your stuff. And you know, this time, remember, there are no computers, no YouTube, but I knew every name. So I knew who to let in and who not to let in and everything. He said, so have you start out as secretary, receptionist in the scouting department? And I was the only girl in there. And I started working there. And it all of a sudden, uh, Mike Hollaback, a wonderful genius of a man in, and, uh, who had been in football for quite a while, he was my boss along with Al Ward. And we were doing the draft in 1975, and they had me make the last draft pick. It was 17 rounds, so I'm still the only female to ever make one. After they learned about different stuff that I was doing, the following year, they said, we want you to do some scouting. So they sent me to a bunch of schools, and that's how it all began. Connie, kind of tell everybody, because we hear it a lot. Oh, man, Joe Namath, look at his stats. Now, you've got a lot of stat geeks in this world. Don't realize the impact of Joe when he signed with the AFL over the St. Louis Cardinals. And Billy Cannon was the first guy to tell me this. He was like, Mike – Joe is the greatest college player I've ever seen in my life. And he said, I'm telling you, we would have had the merger, but it probably would have been maybe seven or eight years down the road had Joe signed with the Cardinals. He said he accelerated everything, and now we had the star in this mega town, and Joe was built for that moment, that he was the guy. And he said, you know, it was unbelievable to watch him. And he said, listen, he was haphazard. He would throw passes. Other guys wouldn't throw. But the game's different. You could chuck mm-hmm. a wide receiver all the way downfield. You could <laughs> pop that quarterback in the mouth long yeah, after yeah. he threw it. And he was like, yeah. people don't get it, the impact oh. of Joe. And he said, then he wins Super Bowl three, And he became uh, the god everybody in the AFL were, man, you were the first to do it, and it was almost like a kiss-the-ring moment when you were around Joe afterwards. Oh, you have just you summarized it so beautifully because when, you know, Joe was a great baseball, football, basketball, and we don't get to see how great an athlete, and he was in, at Alabama before he got the knee injuries. And then when he came to us, and my uncle had to operate on, <clears throat> made his knee brace, <clears throat> he had two bum knees, but Joe was, he had the charisma. And the owner, Sonny Warblin, saw this in him. Besides the quickest release, probably, you know, Marino probably had the next quickest release. But Joe, Joe setting up and his release was amazing. And like you said, he's playing on bum knees. We have to protect him at all costs. But he had the star quality. And back in those days, you, you know, interceptions were not that big a deal. It just wasn't the kind of thing you could throw Joe, like Joe did. He would throw four interceptions, and then the next day, come back, next week, come back and throw five touchdowns. And he also was meant for New York. And he had the, as I said, charisma. Everywhere we went, there were just millions of people. It was like the Beatles. It was everybody. You know Joe Namath. And but what an awesome guy. I could just say that all, all through my life, he's been amazing. And so when, he, when we won that Super Bowl three in 69, First of all, that really legitimized the American Football League. And a lot of people don't understand my dislike of the Giants, but the Giants were part of the NFL, and they all looked down their noses at us. 
and because we were the upstart league, but we were the throwing league. We did a lot of different things. So when we won the Super Bowl, that was really good. And then the following um, August, we played in a preseason game. I know it sounds dumb now, but it was a very big deal because we played the Giants in a preseason game. That was Ali Sherman was the coach. And Joe beat them, and we beat them to death. And, and Ali Sherman got fired. And as a result, of course, we really owned New York then. And then with the merger, then the, when the Kansas City Chiefs won the next year, it definitely solidified the AFL and NFL, and that merger came together. Well, uh, you know, Connie, when you talk about when you're finding talent and uh, the competition of the AFL and the NFL, and then all of a sudden the NFL is thinking, because you're talking about when the Jets – win the Super Bowl, when the Chiefs beat the Vikings, Hank Stram, you know, he leaves the Chiefs and he comes to coach the Saints and he's living on the North Shore right here in Mandeville. So all of a sudden uh, they realize, okay, we're going to have the NFL merger. What what has come about compared to when you first started, what we're getting ready for like right now? Uh, What would be equivalent back then maybe like, oh, the Senior Bowl? And who's invited and who's going to be at the Senior Bowl and then obviously the Combine. Did they have any of that back then or, or when did that come about? No, Connie will tell you no, where yeah. you wanted yeah. to go is the Hula Bowl. You wanted yeah. to go to Hawaii. <laughs> you didn't want yeah, to go to Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, later on it became the Japan Bowl. And that was added for a while, too, so they wanted to go to that. But right, the Hula Bowl. But it wasn't. Back in the 60s, as I said, it was just Street and Smith. And a few other things. Then when I went to work in the 70s, the computers hadn't even started yet. The only team that used the computer were the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Gil Brandt and Dallas Cowboys, they were way ahead of everybody else. But instead, you didn't have the combine. You, didn't, you couldn't look up like everybody could be an amateur uh, about the draft now and know just as much height, weight, and speed. You have YouTube. You can Google everything. We didn't have any of that. We had a typewriter. We had to, you didn't have cell phones, so you had to find the players to talk to them. Um, the coaches would go and, and try to visit with them and l- learn about them from trainers and stuff. In fact, there was no combine. The Jets not only had, were the first to have a female scout, the Jets really started the combine, which didn't come to be until the early 80s. Because, but after we drafted Marvin Powell and Wesley Walker in 77, probably the best draft the Jets ever had, um, they both had um, – Wesley Walker was blind in one eye, and Marvin Powell had a bum knee. Wesley also had a bum knee. We didn't know all that. And as a result, after that, Mr. Hess said, we got to start bringing in players. And so we started the following year and the year after going – bringing players, about 100 players, into Lenox Hill Hospital. Interv- I would go in. I would interview them. They would examine them, and then we would rate them as far as who you could take and who you couldn't take. Some were rejects. Some didn't want to play in New York, whatever it was. So they still didn't have that. But then as that, that was the beginning of the combine because we started flying them all around and then agents and different people weren't thrilled with them flying all over the place, like Blesto and stuff. So finally they all decided let's all have it in one spot with all the doctors, the combine, the 40. We didn't even have pro days. Um, in fact, the draft, the draft was in February, right after, right after those bowl games, we had the draft. And, and now, uh, yeah, now, Connie, boy, all of a sudden, uh, and I, Mike, I've told you this before. Connie, think about this. I remember I was invited to the first combine. It was going to be in Tampa, Florida. It wasn't, and you know how they have it in Indianapolis? It was going to be in Tampa, Florida in 1983. 
Exactly. I, got, I, I, I got drafted by the Michigan Panthers in the USFL, and Gil Brandt, who's with uh, Dallas at the time, saying, hey, Bear Boy, you come at this combine, uh, you know, you might be able to sneak in, like, late second round. I think you're about a, a third round a guy type thing, and and then, uh, but he's telling me, uh, and I'm asking him, I said, well, Mr. Brandt, uh, well, what can you guarantee me? He said, well, we don't do that. And the Michigan Panthers, now I think it is 1983 USFL, they guaranteed yep. me 250000 I'm like saying, what? <laughs> I, 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 I was like, where's, I, the, where's the paper? Uh, uh, and, and I was like, I, I said, like, and I came out, I came out probably the greatest class ever. John Elway, uh, Jim Kelly. Dan Marino, yeah. the only small college quarterbacks. Kenny O'Brien. Uh, what was Ken O'Brien who went to UC Davis, played with the UC Jets. Davis. Yeah, right. and, and, and I was at Northwestern State, Louisiana, but all of a sudden had a wife and kid to support. I mean, I was like 250000 I, I thought like I won the lottery. So I said, I said, I said, if I, I don't remember telling Jim Kelly this. Uh, I said, if I'm good enough, and, he, and we were talking about this. You can always end up back in the NFL. You got to get the money while you can. Right. Well, the Buffalo Bills didn't want to pay Jim Kelly, so he goes right. to the Houston Gamblers. So exactly. I'll never forget that that combine was in Tampa, Florida. Now you look at it, it's a TV event where they do an Indianapolis. Exactly that. Yeah. Yep, and the, draft, and the draft went from 17 to 12 to 7. You have three, day, three days, you have the, you know, the combine, you have all these different things. Like you just said, Bobby, you didn't have that kind of stuff back then. And um, now basically no stone gets unturned. It doesn't matter, you know, big school, small school, wherever you may be, they're going to find you. Connie, in being a scout, what are the couple of traits that you look for? You've got to have the physical ability, okay? And, and, and that's a cut from college to the pros. You know, a lot of people, oh, you know, I was a good college player. I don't know why I didn't get to play in the pros. Well, because you weren't good enough. Uh, there is a certain cut there between a, a good college player and a good NFL player. But what were some of the traits when you were scouting that you looked for that you said, that's what I'm looking for in a player. And, you know, Connie, along those lines of Mike said, how can you measure a player's heart? You can't. That's, <laughs> you know. that's, you know, that's, that's really it in a nutshell. There's so many players that have so much. They have the height. They have all the measurables, the height, the weight, the speed that you want for each position, and they don't make it. And then there's t- why is the league 40? Even to this day, with all the stuff that we have, 40% are still free agents, undrafted. So it's still not an exact science. So there's so much, like you said, you can't measure the heart, the importance of the, or the love of the game of football. Um, this nowadays, even more the scheme that they fit into because teams are so different back then it was, you know, pretty basic, but, and of course quarterbacks now are, you know, and like you said, the rules have changed so much, but quarterbacks, you wanted to know back in those days, you know, you know, Bobby, you've moved a lot more than most, but as far as, you know, you wanted them to be able to stay in the pocket and have and take a smack in the mouth as hard as and then still complete the pass. You still wanted accuracy and everything, but the offensive line was really meant to pass block. And now it, they never talked about extending a play or throwing off platform or a quarterback doing an RPO. So the game has changed completely, especially at the quarterback position. Well, and you think about that, you know who was, like, extending plays and running around like a chicken with his head cut off? Remember Fran Tarkenton? Fran I mean, that was long before. <laughs> yeah, you look at Fran Tarkenton, and you know what? When I was in Atlanta, Connie, uh, I'll yeah. tell you what, when I saw this, 
I was doing the radio and, and witnessing Michael Vick. Come no, he, he was another level. Uh, and, and then you look at now uh, Lamar Jackson. Jackson you, you might yeah. have like uh, potentially, I don't know if it's a handful, but at least two or three Michael Vick type players. Connie, you would, you would love this. We, we, we have the Manning camp here every year. So, you yeah. know, I get to spend some time with Archie. And so uh, this year Bryce Young comes in. And, man, we watching him throw. And, and Archie hits me. He's like, Mike. You know who he reminds me of? I was like, uh, give it to me, Arch. He's like, at least you don't have to look in Wikipedia who he is. He said, Bryce Young is our next generation's Fran Tarkenton. Well, he said, I think he's that good of a player that he's not prototypical size. He doesn't have this super strong arm. He maybe weighs 195 pounds soaking wet. But he said, man, is he a playmaker? And he wears you out. But because of his ability to scramble around and his improvisational skills and vision to find the open man downfield while he's doing it. He said he's yeah. always got his eyes perched to the front looking for that open man. No matter who's chasing him, he said he's going to be the next Fran Tarkenton. Interesting. I, you know, I'm anxious. I said, I don't know, Phil, you know, Fran ran all over the place. I don't think, you know, I think Bryce Young, is, he's, he also is able, though, to two throw from the pocket and find the lane, find the lanes like Drew Brees did. Able to throw the, you know, from that area. Some some quarterbacks when they're smaller just have a much harder time. But I think you know he's he's smart. He anticipates, and you know now it's funny Alabama's you know getting a real run on quarterbacks, which they you know they had Namath and Stabler, and then for a long time they didn't have a lot. Like Richard that. Todd. That was the last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Richard Todd yeah. who played with the Jets. I actually, I, I played Richard King to the Saints. He was uh, with the Saints, what, two uh, years? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, Connie, you can't forget, uh, I'm, I'm, I, that's why I wore 15 in high school, Bart Starr. My dad yeah, loved – Bart was but, a little but, bit ahead of that. Yeah, but, 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 but my <laughs> dad loved the Packers because of Jimmy Taylor LSU connection. Yeah. But I, I said, oh, Bart Starr, he could do no wrong. So that was, that was out another Alabama guy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly right. Bart Starr was amazing. But, you know, it's like we're talking about the running quarterbacks. Take a guy like Steve Young. When he went down to Tampa, he was having a lot of problems, and he was clearly running all over them. But then, you know, he learned a lot more, of course, when he went to, as he says, when he went to Bill Walsh and sat behind Joe and learned that he had to still be, he still got to be able to throw from the pocket, even, you know, as you can see now with Mahomes being injured. You know, if you're injured, you're um as you saw with Jalen Hurts, when you're a mobile a running, let's put a running quarterback a lot, um, it's much harder than if you get hurt and you're in the pocket and you still can can still throw the ball and still do things. But it is it's, it is a different game now. The linebackers, when I grew up, you know, you're looking for the linebackers that were 235, 240, your thumpers and guys that would really hit. Now, when I, I was when I was up at the Jets this past summer. Uh, C.J. Mosley was 225, 230, but all our the other linebackers are like 215. Vaughn, I know he ain't no 230 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right, they got to be able to pass cover. It's not like Dick Butkus in downhill. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you see that? Or Tommy Nobis, Dick Butkus, all those kind of guys. Exactly right. They're real thumpers. So it was, you know, so much, it's just so much. And like you said, you can't hit the receivers like you could. You can't hit the quarterbacks like you could. So it's a very... It's a, just a, a whole different game. So, uh, Connie, it, it, it comes down to this. You still got to be able to run the football, stop the run. And you guys had Matt Snell. And I think uh-huh. it gets lost 
in that mid to late 60s, early 70s, the impact that he made on that team. Because it wasn't just all Joe throwing the football to Maynard or George Sauer. It was Snell's. And he was gonna hang away at you, him and Emerson Boozer. Well, and, 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 and Connie, when I think about that, I, I, I want you to comment on what Mike just said. But I don't know of any other individual, Weeb Eubanks. Who's named Weeb? I mean, uh, <laughs> Weeb, Weeb Eubanks to me was like a character, you know, the Jets. Wilbur, you know, I'll tell you, he was an he was an amazing guy. He always had time for everybody. He won a championship in both leagues. The only guy to do that. Um, he had Unitas. And he had Namath, but he always had, as I said, he had time for everybody. But as I said, we talk about Snell and Boozer, too. Both of them were great, became great blockers. We've always said the most important thing, as he would put it, was protecting the passer. And in those days, that's what it was. Now it's a little bit different because the guys can extend plays and do different things. But back then, boy, those, those offensive linemen, and you only had three receivers. You had your two wideouts and you had a tight end. There was no such thing as a spread. And then you had your halfback and your fullback, and they were great blockers. So, you know, as much as possible, they had to protect your quarterback in the pocket, and you had to find your, you know, receivers that could be hit all the way down the field. So, again, it was, it was very, very different. Um, I love both games, but I, I do miss the old time. I have to admit, I love the old hitting of the old days. Connie, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Listen, we got to get you back, and we'll, we'll talk sure. a little bit more about the draft coming up. To us and also we didn't get a chance tonight but you got to tell that mark gastineau story when you sure. return with us which is unbelievable but thank you so much and congratulations uh they, they finally oh. recognize your efforts and what you did to open up some some big doors in this league oh well thank you both mike and bobby and i didn't know it was such, you know it's, it's something that i felt so comfortable at and i gotta say people treated me unbelievably so i was very blessed and i had some great mentors so I'm, I'm very, very lucky. So it's a pleasure talking with both of you. Thank you so much, Connie. We appreciate it. Connie Carberg, the first female NFL scout joining the Jets in the late 60s where she worked there. Her dad was orthopedic surgeon and then working this through for the next 40 years. Unbelievable. And she got, got stories about Mark Gaston, about Joe. Uh, and Joe Namath. She got some real good stories and about and Joe. Sack exchange. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break on the Big 870. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear. Again, want to thank Connie Carberg for joining us tonight. She's living out in Orlando and uh, still doing some semi-scouting, so to speak, on her part. We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. We're going to go to Clarence in Mississippi. Clarence, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, Mike and Bobby, how y'all doing? We're doing All fine, right, Clarence. Clarence. Thank you. Mike, when WWL hired you, man, they hit a home run out the park. Man, you do a great job. Love you. Listen to you. My Thank question you, I want to know, you, uh, well, I think Cincinnati going to beat Kansas City. What do you think about that? And thank you for taking my call. I agree with you. I think Cincinnati beats Kansas City. Yeah, I think it would be a much tougher pick for me if Mahomes was healthy, right. but he's not. And so, man, I got to go with, with Cincinnati in this spot here. And with Joe, the way they're playing, they got a lot of confidence, and they healthy. And hey. I think they may get a couple of those linemen back okay, uh, I, I, for this I'm game. I'm going to make a statement right here. Because if ever you've had a high ankle sprain, people might say, well, it's a sprained ankle. It's not broken. No, <laughs> I'm telling you, 
a high ankle sprain, and I'll think how significant it is. It's like a broken ankle. Look, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It happened in November. I'm like, high ankle sprain. And he's just trying to come okay. back. If, now, they can shoot you up and all that, and, and you know they don't want uh, him to have long-term damage because they guaranteed him $150 million. So they want Pat Mahomes not only for uh, this 2023 uh, postseason, but 24 postseason, 25 in years to come. You don't want to put him in any danger okay, as that, a player. I, that's what I'm saying. So I think right now, Pat Mahomes, where he's at, because he can't do all what he could do. His mind might see it. And his, his arm can do it. But his wheels won't but maybe let wheels. him extend plays sometimes. So I think if he could beat the Bengals, and whether it would be the 49ers or the Eagles in the Super Bowl, Mike, that might be one of the greatest accomplishments ever if Pat Mahomes could do that this season because he is hurt. And there's no way we don't have that much modern-day medicine that he can heal this quickly. You, you can't heal that right. quickly. It's four to six weeks if you don't do anything. And now you're talking about him playing not one yeah. game but two. Right. If they right. Win. Oh, okay, now if they would win, then he'd have another week off. But still the time frame, Mike, it still would be a modern-day miracle for Pat Mahomes. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year – uh, I, I think that's miraculous. We'll be back to finish it up here on Second Guess right after this break on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on the final hour of the Second Guest show. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair. Bob, we just got a few minutes, but, man, Pelicans have been on a big-time skid. Yep. No, hopefully, and it seems to be that Willie is talking about that Brandon Ingram will play. Now, if it's the, the next game, but sometime within the next week, well, with the I ne- think the, you can see Brandon Ingram. Well, the next game against the Nuggets, uh, I, uh-huh. think, I think we would need uh, Brandon Ingram. <laughs> yeah, and Zion, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. but Mike, looking at uh, falling to the heat, uh, they showed up at Miami Dade Arena. It wasn't like when they played in, uh, here in NOLA at the Smoothie King Center and they got spanked, but they lost 100-96, to but... You look at uh, the Pels right now, they're 3-9 and nine in the past 12 games and have lost now four in a row. Uh, that's tied for the longest uh, losing streak of the season. If you look at both uh, the East and the West in the NBA, Mike, uh, they now, if you count all the teams, they're about 9 or 10. They still, uh, they still like top 10, but they're on the cusp. They've got to have to turn this around. And uh, to me, what occurred in the game against the Heat was the turnovers. But realistically, uh, both teams are turning it over. Uh, the two sides combined to commit uh, 45 giveaways. I was reading, and then I'm looking at the Pels. And uh, this is where it, it, it happened, Mike. In the final two minutes of the first half, uh, the Pels got off to a great start. But in the final two minutes of the first half, uh, they just turned over the ball five times in a minute and 24 seconds. Uh, and their 16-point lead all of a sudden uh, was down to six. You know, you can't have those kind of swings. And, um, uh, you know, uh, the bottom line, you got to be able to close out games. And uh, the Pels had a 24 turnover uh, t- uh, game, and you're just not going to win. But uh, look, uh, C.J. McCollum had a chance at the end. What, I think it was like seven and a half seconds, somewhere yeah. around there, to hit a three-pointer. And then it glanced off uh, the rim. But they had a chance, but uh, they showed up. They showed up. They just didn't finish. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you got to play 48 minutes. You can't play bits and pieces because that, that time span when it went from 16 points to a six-point lead was basically in a minute and a half, and it was because they turned over the ball five times. 
Bob, too, is LSU women's basketball is now 20-0. and 0. <laughs> They beat uh, Alabama 89 That was 50, tonight, yeah. 89-51. Angel Reese now atop the record books with her 20th straight double-double, and now she surpasses uh, Sylvia Falls. Well, if you look at uh, the girls and, you know, top 20, top yeah. 25, if I can, it's only LSU and the SEC, LSU and South Carolina. Now, South Carolina, the top dog, but you look at the SEC, I, I thought that was kind of unusual. Only LSU and South Carolina, they're both in the top five, but no other SEC girls team in the top 25. Man, and uh, Kim turned this around, but when we had her on last week, boy, she was quick to give all the accolades to South Carolina. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, she, yeah. she knew they had another level as far as women's basketball, but now 20-0. and 0 for the LSU women's basketball team. So, man, congratulations to Kim Mulkey and the women's LSU basketball team. Bob, end it for us tonight. All right. All right, folks. All right, Huda Nation. Uh, we got to get to this NFC Championship, hopefully. I don't know about in next year. In our lifetime. Yes, and, and uh, hopefully in the recent future. <laughs> but uh, good night and uh, bon nuit les gens. Good night, people. Huda, go Saints. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.